about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night to make it go from the friend zone to the end zone. Trying to take it to the house, baby, let's go. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. Hey, welcome to the UK Hockey Fam podcast of uh, the last one of 2018. Um, this is Shane, and I'm here with Finn. Hi, guys. And um, today we're going to start the show by talking about uh, the Leafs captaincy situation. We uh, we were talking about this and and thinking, you know, what team in the NHL has gone the longest without having a declared captain? And so we're in this situation where uh, Babcock hasn't named a captain now in how long? Uh, it's been since 20, 2016 was Dion Phaneuf, so about three seasons. So three seasons without a captain. And so we've got a bunch of assistant captains. Yeah, we've got Riley, Tavares, uh, Marlowe. Kadri? Is Kadri an assistant? No, Kadri's not assistant. No? no? Okay. Who else have we got? Uh, I actually can't remember the last one. Do you want me to have a look? Let me look it up. No. Uh, anyway, there's loads of them, and um, and none of them have uh, none of them have been declared captain yet, and um, everybody's waiting. And it's obvious that Babcock is doing this thing. I would assume the plan is that at some clutch point in the season, he is going to suddenly declare a captain that will hopefully the whole team will get behind. So I'm guessing that if we make it through the first round of the playoffs this year he will come out and nominate a captain. Well, we'll have to, because who else is going to lift the Stanley Cup? It's going to be through, like, four guys. So, yeah, it sort of seems to me like um, there is a fair amount of momentum behind the team this year. Loads of fans like us think, hey, it's a, it's a genuine possibility that we, we could be in cup contention. Um, you know, we lost a few games, but we've won a lot of games at this point in the season, and um, we came out winning a lot of games. But something's got to give. I mean, something's going to have to shift up another gear um, if they're actually going to show up in the playoffs. Well, we're going to have to get... Well, our defense is going to have to step up a bit. Especially because uh, you can't just have Riley and Garden taking over the whole thing. I mean, like, Dermot's been pretty good. Ojegano's been good at times. Um, yeah, we still got. we still have that problem of, you know, Gardner being really the only puck-moving defenseman. And I know not everybody likes Gardner either. But um, to, to shift up that other gear, getting back onto the captaincy thing, I would guess at some key moment that Babcock will uh, um, nominate the captain and um, you know hope for a real boost of morale within the team that just gives them that extra spark. you know. And my money at the moment's on Austin Matthews. I think, personally, I think that uh, it's got to be someone... It's, it can't be Matthews just yet. Because he's only been here for two seasons now. This is third. Um, you need to, you need some probably more of a veteran. Like I think that the card is probably pretty good, but you also need someone that has good morale and uh, is good good with everyone. You need that kind of guy like Mana, but you also need to be a leader. Yeah, I mean, so I'll bet you a lot of people are thinking Kadri because he's just you know he's that tough guy and um, you know he's a, he's got a bit more experience. He's a super solid player. And he's a really nice guy. I mean, he's an all-around nice guy, and I think he's really widely liked by the team and that sort of thing. And then you think about Tavares, and Tavares is obviously an awesome player. We were really lucky to get him. Hometown boy. 
Um, you can imagine the fans getting behind him as well. Yeah, but with, with Tavares, so obviously he was, uh, he was captain for the Islanders uh, since he was drafted. So, well, not since he was drafted. Yeah, so he's got experience of being a captain. He's got That's a big thing. He's got experience as being captain, but he hasn't been here long enough with the Leafs because I know at the start of the season, a lot of fans were thinking, well, the name Tavares captain until Matthews or Marner or someone else is ready. Yeah, it makes you. So, uh, I mean, I've always been wondering, you know, what was said to Tavares at the time that we went shopping to try and get him onto the team. You know, was there any? Would there have been any sort of quiet chat involved there that said, "Hey, don't worry, we've sort of got our eye on you to be captain later." I, 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 I don't think so because uh, in the press conference after he was, uh, after he became a Leaf, uh, that question, that exact question was asked and. Uh, the, the actual uh, turning point for him was not only his hometown, um, and if you remember, he took less money than all the other teams offered him, um, but the turning point for him is that he would get to play with guys like Matthews, Marner, Kadri, Nylander, Hyman. You've got all this talent and all these guys, and that was the real turning point for him. Yeah, no, you're right, and so I do remember that, that, um, that he's been asked that question before. Uh, so coming back to Matthews, then we've got the situation where obviously um, we've all just gone through the Nylander pain and and um, uncertainty. Had to spend a ton of dough to to keep him on, and of course he hasn't started producing yet. He's now been back for four games. I I think it's more like seven. I think so it's seven games, and uh, I think he might have got. He's got he's got two points, two assists, primary and secondary in one game. Right. That's it. And it's been a ghost otherwise, but hey, you know, missed training camp, missed 30 games with the team or whatever it is, and, um, you know, slow to come back. But anyway, what that reminds us is that we've got a couple big contracts that need to be signed this year, and Matthews, my worry is, is that we're going to have to spice things up a bit more than just money for him, and, it, and that may be one of the deciders that gives him the C. Yeah, well, that's that's definitely a thing, because... Well, with with the whole Nylander thing, it's, everyone was talking about the cap problem and how we're going to have to try and sign, uh, sign both Matthews and Marner. And I'm pretty sure Jake Gardner's contract uh, is up this season as well. So we're going to have to try and figure out if we can... Well, obviously, we're going to try and keep Matthews and Marner. Those are pretty much musts. And that, as as as, uh, as we were saying earlier, that was the turning point for Tavares. Yeah. Um, so they, they're, they're a must-sign, but Gardner is also a really good D-man. Yeah, so so we got all those contracts to sort. Um, but let's 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 make a prediction here. Let's make official predictions. Um, who is going to get the C? Who do you think is going to get the C, Finn? I think it's got to be between probably Kadri and Matthews. Right. So you got to choose one. I'm going to think Kadri. Right. So I'm going Matthews. So you heard it here. We'll check. We'll we'll check in on our predictions later on. We might even replay this little clip when we find out who it is. So I'm going Matthews and Finn's going Cadre. Now, let's talk about the lack of muscle on the Leafs, our situation there. Yeah, so this, this all comes back to games like against Boston, especially with the big guys like Chara, and you've got, also got Marshan stirring things up. But the only, the only guy that steps up really is Cadre. Uh, especially without the lack of muscle, as you, as you said, so with the loss of Polak and Martin at the, at the end of last season. Yeah, I mean, Kadri seems to be... Naz is like the only guy that seems to be willing to drop the gloves as well. And there is definitely something to be said about the lack of edge 
that not having any muscle on the ice gives. So, you know, players out there feel pretty free to do whatever they like because there aren't any consequences. And there's something in the fact that Leafs, I think on paper, are probably a better team than Boston, but every time we play Boston, we just get pushed off the puck. Yeah, but we have, we have to go back to guys like uh, Mana. Mana's that Mana's got grit and he's got determination, and he hasn't been injured once. But he's one, he's everyone's saying he's a pretty small guy. He's not big and broad like a like a Hyman, for example. He's pretty big, um, but he bounces back and he's uh, well, he's never got in, got an injury. So. And, so you're saying that now, and we're touching every piece of wood that we can here to make sure that that doesn't happen. But um, the other thing is, is that as the, as the season progresses, that t- the the tempo of the game and the physicality within the game will increase as you get closer to the playoffs and and Leafs look like a proper threat to people. You're going to see them those things crank up another notch. The physicality will crank up another notch. And, uh, and if it looks like Marner, the likes of Marner, is standing in the way of some other team progressing through the playoffs, you'll be seeing the, the hits coming a lot harder and that sort of thing. And who, do, who have we got to stand in the way of that happening? Exactly. Like, people have now realized that the one thing that can shut down the Leafs is big guys and muscle. So all they have to do is just call up a large guy from the minors, OHL, AHL, and uh, they've pretty much shut down all our key players. And so you've got guys in the in the headlines at the moment cruising around the league like Tom Wilson, who are literally beating people up. Yeah, this this all this all goes back to dis, uh, discipline, and toughness. You know, uh, Tom Wilson, quite a few suspensions. Uh, he served sixteen games of a twenty games uh, reduced suspension uh, for that hit in the preseason. Um, so that guy's big and he's got muscle and everything, but he's not. He's not the guy that you want. He's uh, too reckless. Yeah, I mean, takes bad penalties for a start. And, you know, if you're going to get kicked out of the game or get a suspension, you got to be damn sure that it was worth it and that strategically somehow it was worth it. And if you have just a loose cannon, the likes of Wilson or whatever, chances are that you're just going to, you're just blowing, the, blowing that all, um, getting, you know, just being down a guy when, when really to no benefit to anybody. Um, so the, the Leafs are, you know, I'm worried about the, the lack of physicality in the Leafs squad, especially as we get closer to the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but one guy that does sometimes step up is Hyman. You know, he goes into the corners, he digs. But he's, he's also pr- a pretty young guy, right? Um, and the other night against Boston, he tried to step up, but he ended up targeting McAvoy and giving him a, con- a concussion, which suspended him for two games. Yeah, so that's a worry. Um, but talking about games, obviously we played uh, Rangers last night. Yeah, that was a good win, a good 5-3 win. Mana with two goals. Yeah, solid. I mean, empty netter, though. But still, uh, you know, they all count. And they, all put, they, they all get put on the, on the sheet. So, yeah, two goals for Mitchie. Um, Tavares? I uh, don't recall Tavares scoring, but uh, Janssen scored, uh, which was controversial because some people think it's Mana and that it was uh, Janssen on the official NHL score sheet. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to have another look at that because um, yeah, there is this thing that people are saying that Mitch got a hat trick last night, but one of his goals was credited to Janssen. Um, but you know, for me, I don't care. It went in, and it was another win, uh, especially against an original six team. Always love that. 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, Rangers aren't doing so well this season, uh, especially with the loss of their captain last season, McDonough, mm. uh, to Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay doing all right, though, tearing up the league solidly in first place. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're doing really well. Um, Vasilevsky, we have to give credit to that guy, especially with the Leafs game the other week. 49 shots the Leafs took just shows you how powerful our offense is. But 48 saves, that's just incredible. Right. So um, we, are here, we are here at on um, 23rd of December, uh, one day before Christmas Eve. Finn, let me ask you this. If you could have any leaf turn up for Christmas dinner, what leaf would that be? I probably got to go with Marner. You know, he's, he's such a good guy, and especially with the whole uh, Nutcracker thing, he just seems like he'd have a great laugh and everything. He's just such a nice guy. He does seem like a really fun guy. And so are you thinking, so Marner is your, your pick of any leaf from all time? All time. Well, I mean, definitely current. As I said, it's got to be Marner. But uh, basically any cool veteran like... Um, Sundin or maybe Gilmore or something. They just have great, great stories and stuff of uh, old-time hockey. Yeah, that's definitely the way that I'd go. I'd want a guy who, who had like a lifetime of stories to tell. They just could sit back and talk for hours about cool stories of being a Leaf and that sort of thing. So I'm going to go someone like Sittler uh, or Salming. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, I saw a thing the other week uh, saying that uh, the com- the completely different um, stuff that is said by uh, retired players because they can say that they've got nothing holding them back, whereas you've got current players that have, there's like rules and regulations and stuff of what you can and can't say. Yeah, 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 absolutely for sure. Right. So, um, what should we talk about next? Uh, I think we should talk about the World Juniors because that's coming up now. Yes. And uh, uh, starts on Boxing Day. Uh, I don't know when the first game is, but uh, it's in Vancouver this year. Yeah. Um, and uh, starting goalie is a uh, least prospect, Ian Scott. Uh, he and plays for. Are you not, pre- on, the, not on the Marlies? Uh, no, he plays for uh, Prince Albert Raiders in the WHL. Okay. All right. And so, what's he? What What are his stats like? Do you know? Uh, let's look him up here. Um, so, um, who else? Who? What other teams are we are, are there to look out for other than the obvious and at the World Juniors? So you got States uh, forever a challenger. Who else is kicking around? Uh, Russia's always got a good team, uh, as you know. Um, but there'll there'll be teams like Sweden and stuff like uh, they all, they all have like really good players that can uh, probably do do a lot of damage to a team like Canada. Yeah, we. Um, I'm not sure how strong we're looking this year, but um, we usually go into the tournament as a favorite. And I'm just looking online here, and I can see, yes, it does start on Boxing Day. Uh, first games on, on Boxing Day uh, in Vancouver. Uh, and, you know, just it being in Canada means that, you know, you've got a whole nation um, behind your team uh, cheering them on, and, and that un- unquestionably has, you know, a huge effect. And so the stands will be packed with uh, Can- crazy Canadians, uh, cheering their team on but of course Vancouver is only you know an hour and a half from Seattle so it'll be an easy trip to make up from loads of Americans uh, so it'll be an interesting tournament for sure um, so other than our pro- our goalie prospect anyone else to watch uh, there's uh, Nick Suzuki uh, got traded in the trade from uh, Vegas to Habs uh, and he's, he he seems like he's going to be pretty good I'm not going to lie 
uh, from all the tr uh, training camp with with the Habs. Uh, he look he looks like he could be a a good player, uh, not only in the NHL but obviously in this World Juniors tournament as well. Awesome! I can't wait. I mean, any hockey's good hockey, right? So getting on to thinking about how we're going to watch that hockey, just to remind everybody, obviously, uh, we're a UK hockey fan. And, um, you know, I'm uh, Ontario born and raised myself and now living near Oxford, UK. And um, it's, uh, to be quite frank, it's a nightmare trying to watch hockey over here because the average um, game faces off at midnight our time, um, quite often between uh, 12 and 12.30 the games start. So and midweeks an absolute killer because you know you got to work and whatnot. So for me that means that uh, I'll watch a game that'll end at like three in the morning and then I got to be up at six to get ready for work. Yeah, especially with these World Juniors games being in Vancouver, which is uh, eight hours back uh, to us, um, which isn't which isn't like normal because we're Leafs fans, so it's usually only five hours back. And uh, I was really happy when I saw it was uh, only five p.m. Uh, Face-offs. Uh, Face-offs. Uh, that's Vancouver time, so that's actually 1 a.m., which is even later than any Leafs game. Yeah, that's a total bummer. And um, so with Leafs game, we generally access them on something like Game Center or whatever. And, um, you know, we know of a couple feeds that are out there that we can get them. But as far as the World Juniors go, I'm not even sure. We haven't even figured out yet how we're going to see them. Yeah, I know, I know TSN are going to broadcast, but because we're in England, it might be blacked out or something. And we might not be able to get, if we even pay for a subscription, it might not even there. Uh, allow us to watch a feed in the UK. Yeah, well, don't get me started on the blackout situation because amazingly, even subscribing to a streaming service that streams these games, a huge percentage of them are blacked out for us here. And you never know until the game actually starts whether or not it's going to be blacked out. And so, you know, we'll have made the effort to stay up and it's midnight and we're about to watch the game start. We've got a couple of beers open and maybe some popcorn happening go to put on the game and it says blacked out and we're sitting in Oxford, UK and thinking, you know, what are the chances that if we couldn't, if we, you know, if, if we could, that we'd be buying a ticket and going to the game. I mean, zero is the, is the answer. So, and yet the streaming service is selling a subscription here in the UK. The, the cost is in UK pounds sterling. And so it's totally geared for the UK market. And yet somehow they're blacking out games for us. And I thought the whole idea behind blackout was that the blackout uh, occurred uh, local, locally for those to, to encourage people to buy tickets for the game. But hang on now, most um, teams and certainly the Leafs, they're going to sell out every single night anyway. So what is the point? Exactly. We were uh, talking about this yesterday because we're big hockey fans, not 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 just Leaf fans as well, just general hockey fans. And we were just trying to watch an NHL game yesterday, uh, especially with a Bruins fan over over here for Christmas. Um, we, tried, we tried to put on the Bruins game. It was an early game for us, only 6 p.m. our time, which is unheard of, especially here, right? Yeah, super early. Um, but uh, we, were we were talking about this, and uh, yeah, the whole, the, the whole idea of blackout is to try and make people go to the game. But what person in England is going to fly to Boston or Nashville? Yeah. Just to watch one game is completely and utterly ridiculous. Honestly, I don't get it. And so I'm going to have to look into this some more because I think I must be naive in my understanding. I thought the whole idea of the blackout was to do with um, trying to get people to go to the game. Now, I think there's also something to do with rights distribution. But, um, you know, it's the, the streaming service that I'm talking about is actually, um, you know, owned by the NHL. 
so I'm not sure what the rights distribution are, but uh, you know, it depends on who's broadcasting the game, I guess. So if it's a CBC, uh, we can't get any CBC footage um, here in in the UK. So even when it's like just on the on the TV in Canada. Uh, and you could probably just go to the CBC site to watch it. Well, if we go to the CBC site, it says that this uh, footage, um, this this broadcast is blocked to your territory. Exactly. Um, the only real games that we can get that aren't blacked out are probably uh, probably Hockey Night in Canada. I don't think has ever been blacked out for us, which is great. Which is, that's that's usually a Saturday night, right, or a Wednesday. Um, and Saturday night is probably the usual night that we'd uh, we'd watch a Leafs game because, uh, as as you said earlier. I've got school and you've got work, uh, so we wouldn't be able to stay up in the so th week. But yeah, so when we get to watch a Leafs game, it's going to be uh, going to be good for us to watch, especially on a Saturday night. So, for yeah. sure. And so there's something about CBC's distribution rights. I think the other one, main one, is someone like TSN, uh, and you know I have no idea what their distribution rights are. But in my book, it's sort of like don't sell a subscription service to people if you can't. Sh show half the games in their territory i mean or sell it at a massively reduced rate or sell pay-per-views so i know that if i pay the money i'm gonna see the game um but coming back to ticket sellouts so i was looking on um social media this morning and somebody was posting on um we're members of a couple of different facebook groups um one of the main ones that we're members of is we're both members of um leafs nation so there's a Leafs Nation main page, which we love. Hey, if you're listening, we love we love being in Leafs Nation. And uh, there's Leafs Nation UK as well. I was looking on Leafs Nation this morning, and um, somebody posted on there saying, you know, that they saw a bunch of guys in suits sitting uh, in some amazing seats at the game. And uh, they were just talking and drinking, and obviously were just there on a night out and could care less about the hockey being played. And the, and the comment from the person on um, in the Facebook group was, you know, don't these guys realize how many people would just kill to have those seats? Yeah, especially us here. Like I, I've no, I've no, I've never watched Leafs game. You know, I know you have what you watched a couple when you were younger, but they were probably way cheaper than they are now. Yeah, so my dad used to take me to games when when I was younger, and I uh, used to work in Toronto. But I haven't been back to see Toronto in a very, very long time. Yeah, especially like really awful seats. There are like the worst seats in in an arena. They're still going to be like a hundred dollars, right? Yep, yeah, even more. I mean, it is a ridiculous amount of money to go and see hockey. So anyway, having said that, and the seats, you know, Leafs are still one of the most popular teams in, uh, one of the most popular sporting teams in any sport in the world. Um, and so therefore they will, then they always sell out. And therefore the demand for tickets means that the tickets are really expensive and all of that. So it's like, why aren't the alternatives to view um, games better for people? I mean, why aren't the teams in the league doing more because it's just an opportunity, right? They can make more money. So, um, you know, my message to NHL game center live is, you know, get your act together, get the distribution rights sorted out for those of us that are paying good money so that we can watch the games and not discover that the games have blacked out the minute that it's meant to start. Exactly. And like, not, not just for us in the UK, but pretty much anywhere else in Europe, you know, no one, no one's obviously going to fly over to watch a game, especially uh, like even a close game for us. Even if we were to go to Toronto, which is probably the closest, probably one of the closest places for us to fly to, that's an eight-hour flight, and the tickets are awful, awfully expensive. And then to buy tickets to a game, especially as you said, Leafs such a high profile, probably the only uh, hockey team in England that like anyone that I know knows of, right? 
Yeah. And well, uh, here's a fun fact for you. I mean, if you check this out, I swear to you, if you looked at how much it would, it, you know, if we looked, um, picked a, a game that was happening in the next few weeks, and we looked at that date, and we decided, right, we're going to go, and we buy um, buy two flights to Toronto, you will find the flights will be cheaper than than half decent tickets to see that game, and that's insane. Yeah, that's just crazy. And as you were saying, if they're going to sell out every game, even though they're crazy expensive. Why would they black out? Because they know that they're going to sell out. Why would they black out any games for anyone else, right? Yeah, so that's got to be down to some distribution rights. Anyway, I'm looking at the time, and I'm thinking we should probably think about winding this up for now. This is this has been our last podcast of the year. Um, so just want to remind you that you can find us uh, across social as well. We're on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, UK Hockey Fam Official. Uh, we um, are probably most active on Instagram. We're on there as well, UK Hockey Fam. Come find us on there. Um, find us, follow us if you like the Leafs. Follow us if you like hockey. Um, we occasionally put together some videos of us playing hockey. We both play hockey. Um, there are other members of the UK Hockey Fam that also play hockey. And you'll find out our activities uh, on there. Um, Finn is currently in the middle of season playing for uh, Oxford. Uh, here in the UK, so check him out. We always have uh, uh, have the results of his games and some uh, footage and photos and that sort of thing. So come find us, come follow us, and uh, thanks for checking out the podcast. Yeah, thanks, guys. And uh, we will be back very soon in the new year.